Hey friends, thanks for tuning in. So I'm excited about this interview today. I am with uh, somebody who I've been following for a couple of years now. We've been trying to meet up and finally today I get to meet my special guest. She is a runner, an ultra runner, a duathlete, a triathlete, all around amazing person and athlete. I want to welcome my special guest, Laura Klein. Hello. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you. So Laura, I know we've been communicating for a while, and um, first of all, it's really good to meet you. You do. I've been following you, and you, you're knocking out some serious miles <laughs> doing all kinds of running. And I know, um, well, first of all, you've been an inspiration to me. Oh, I watch your posts. I watch what you do. It's like, man, this is just amazing. Because like I, we were talking off camera... Um, if I could choose one exercise, and those of you who, who know me know that if I could choose one and only one exercise to do the rest of my life, it would be running. That's my total zen. You know, I'm not fast, but I love it. So, um, Laura has a lot of experience running. She's doing some, some really big races. Um, we just did 50K last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we have other big ones coming up. Yes. A lot of traveling. So... What we're going to talk about today is basically fuel for the run. So we'll be talking about nutrition. And we're also going to talk about, uh, towards the end, we'll talk about some of the training that she's been doing. So let's talk, actually, before we get into any of that, I'd love to get, if you could share with the viewers just a little bit about your background, like how you got into running. Well, I've always been competitive and always enjoyed sports and being active ever since I was, you know, knee high. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it just kind of carried over naturally into my adult life. And I lived in Southern California for a few years and it was just, running was kind of contagious out there. Everybody was doing it. The weather was always perfect for it. Races everywhere, every weekend. So I finally just hopped into one not really knowing what I was doing, what I was in for, and mm-hmm. didn't didn't have a great time, but I was definitely hooked right away. That was a 5K, you said. 5K, right? yeah. But you did it, you enjoyed it, you got hooked. Mm-hmm. And that, about when was that? That was 2004. Okay. <laughs> so 12 great. years ago. Great, so it was 12 years. Awesome. So, and you did other things before. You were doing other sports, right? Mm-hmm. I, field hockey was my main sport. I okay. did some boxing, softball, basketball. Cool. <laughs> and then did you find, I'm just curious, in the Southern Cal lifestyle, was it generally pretty active from what my experience there Definitely. a few times? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a nice environment to be in. That's cool. So, tell us a little bit about the racing you've been doing the past couple years at least, because... Like I mentioned, uh, I've been following her on Facebook for a couple of years. We've been communicating for at least a year and a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the stars and the moon align just right today. This is a spur of the moment thing. <laughs> we didn't even know until this morning we would do this. But because um, our schedules are so busy. But I've been following you. We've been communicating. So you're doing a lot of pretty big races mm-hmm. like some distance right and yeah. are some of them trails also yes the uh the ultra yeah. marathons are on the trails of 50ks 50 wow. milers that's that's my cutoff for right now <laughs> till i get a little bit older you did okay 50k this past weekend but the 50 milers where have you done those like i've only done one so far okay. so this will be my second that was in ithaca 
to the Cayuga oh. Trails 50 miler. Oh wow. So it's it's a tough course, but a lot of fun. A lot of hills down there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. I love trail running too. It's yeah. I actually prefer that over anything. Me too now. <laughs> I used to, you know, I started as a road runner mm -hmm. um, for years, did nothing but road racing and Every once in a while, I'd throw a trail race in, like an easier one, or you know, a couple trail runs in my off season. But I was always really nervous to hurt myself running on trails. Yeah. And now, as I'm older, I find that the trails are, you know, first of all, they're more forgiving to the body. You can get more miles in. Yeah. And I just, you know, with stability issues and you know things being out of whack for doing this for so long, I think the trails actually help me to run better. Yeah. That is an area that I could talk about for hours, but I won't. <laughs> yeah. But it has to do with the movement efficiency workshops that I teach and uh, the difference between pavement, concrete, mm -hmm. for example, and non-pavement, exactly. non-concrete. And uh, that's a pretty complicated area, but I think that's it's really the reason that I, I also prefer the trails, mm -hmm. even though you have the... Uh, the challenge of tree roots and all kinds, <laughs> every step can be a disaster potentially, but also at the same time, it can be so much better for you. Mm -hmm. So, um, but let's move into, because that's a, another conversation we could maybe have another time. Um, today, I'm really interested to know about your dietary lifestyle. Uh, I kind of know what it is, but I want my <laughs> viewers to know because... I know, um, you know, you need some fuel for these, right? I mean, you need fuel to get ready for a 50K or even, you know, just a half marathon, full marathon, especially the ultra stuff. What are you doing to fuel up? <laughs> well, I, I am and, vegan. I've been vegan for 10 years now. Okay. And um, I, I, I think at this point I've got it pretty nailed down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, I, I really do try to stick to whole foods as much as possible, um, staying away from the processed foods, the whole where do you get your protein, how are you getting enough protein, it's, I, I actually think that's finally starting to, you know, I'm not hearing that question as much anymore, I think people are finally starting to realize that one, we don't need as much protein as everybody preaches we do, right. and two, there's protein in everything. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, when I was back in school, not that long ago, for nutrition at SU, um, when you look at the numbers, our society in general eats too much protein. Mm -hmm. We place too much value on it and not enough on some other things like, you know, maybe some carbs that come from veggies and plants. Mm -hmm. um, and plants have protein. <laughs> exactly, they do. I, I know it's so... It's hard for people to grasp that when it's just pounded into you that you yeah. gotta eat animals <laughs> to get your protein. I know, it is interesting, uh, that mindset. <laughs> um, so, can you just talk a little bit more about, like, okay, do you have some examples of foods, let's say, that you like to eat, uh, maybe starting a few days before one of those races? Sure. Um, yeah, again, it's, it's really staying a lot away from processed foods. So, um, like say this past week leading up to my last 50K, I, I do sometimes tend to become a creature of habit and 
kind of focus on one meal and just make it over and over. Me too. But I was really big on making a, a chickpea and kale curry, you know, just mm. sauteing some onion, garlic, kale, coconut milk, curry and turmeric and some chickpeas and, you know, that's, it's a really fulfilling meal. It's yeah. got a lot of nutrients. Um, I'm not, I'm not into carb loading. I'm, I'm not super heavy into the carbs. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, doing pastas and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, if I, I do pasta, it's usually a quinoa or a rice pasta and mm -hmm. I'll do quinoa as a grain rices, but I'm not, you know, big into like the breads and the bagels and all mm -hmm. that stuff. So in your, uh, meal there you mentioned the curry with kale and chickpeas, chickpeas. Mm -hmm. so there we have some protein mm -hmm. there we have some carbs yep. right and we have a nutrient dense meal which is another thing that seems to be lacking in a lot of people's diets are the actual nutrients because of the processed stuff yes. out there what i find is interesting is how the um in fact i just saw a video of this on youtube recently I don't know, remember the, the name of the person, but she used to work for a big food marketing firm. She resigned <laughs> because she said, our whole job is to trick you into think you're eating healthy when you're actually eating like five different sugars and <laughs> way too much sugar in this food that we label as uh, organic, mm -hmm. for example. So do you... Do you find um, it's ever a challenge? Well, you have a system, though. You know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. It's 10 years vegan. You know yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> Let's go back to the beginning, though, for maybe anyone who's thinking about uh, you know, giving up meat, let's say, and do vegetarian first or go full, you know, vegan. What challenges did you face? Uh, it's hard to remember back that far. Um... Or any advice you'd have maybe for anyone who's trying to take steps towards that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's really, like for me, it was just like, this is the day I'm going vegan, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. You know, it wasn't like, oh, you just try a meal here or there. But mm -hmm. I think that does work for a lot of people, like the Meatless Mondays, just kind of experimenting with, you know, instead of mm -hmm. putting chicken in this dish, let me put chickpeas in it or... You know, just kind of making little swaps and... So substitute. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we talked a little bit about the, all the, the mock meats that are out there now. And, you know, I'm, I applaud these companies. I think it's great what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of... They taste great. A lot of them are really good. It's, it's not necessarily my thing because, again, it's processed. Mm -hmm. But I love that it makes it easy for people... Yeah. who yeah. don't want to give up the taste of a burger, a taste of chicken, mm -hmm. to have this option to swap that into their meals. Yeah, just made me think about um, these interviews. We just kind of go with the flow. We're in a very <laughs> basic format, so we have room for um, tangents, which I'm about to go on for just one minute. Veg the world of veggie burgers, mm -hmm. which I find fascinating because... A while back, I started experimenting, but then when I got back to school, experimenting with different ve veggie burgers, right? You got to school and I realized, you know, a lot of these things are filled with really crappy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Fillers, um, sugars, mm -hmm. chemicals, preservatives, additives. So they really weren't, they weren't, they're not really all that optimal. So 
I found it's easier for pe people to get fooled into uh, thinking they're eating something healthy mm -hmm. when really the calories they're ingesting are not all that nutrient dense. Correct. <laughs> Tell me more about like what are some examples of you don't have to name companies. I don't want to. I don't like to be negative on the program here, but types of mock meats that are out there that maybe people should watch out for. Do you have any um, I ideas think, on like that? Like you said, the veggie burgers just. You know, if, if I'm going to buy some, I really look for something that's limited ingredient. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, like you said, looking for those sugars or those chemicals that you can't pronounce. Right. Um, but I just, you know, I see people put those as, like, the base of their meal, and then they'll slather them in fake cheese, vegan uh -huh. cheese, which vegan cheeses are awesome now. They've come a long way, but it's like, mm -hmm. I, I just don't think it's necessary always when you can... You don't need to make this fake meat the center of your plate. Mm -hmm. You know, you can fill it with veggies, <laughs> and it's a much healthier way to go. Well, I, I can say that from my own experience um, with drawing the meat from the diet, um, I just feel better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> more I energy, feel better. Oh, right? <laughs> I definitely have more energy. In fact, uh, when I went back and had meat a couple of times, what, what happened to me is, and I'm sorry, I felt <laughs> guilty, but I also just didn't feel, I felt sluggish too, mm -hmm. you know. So I had a little guilt factor going on for sure, but, but I also felt really sluggish and um, kind of reset me back into, okay, let's stay on track here because yeah. I want that energy. Are you... Um, See, I just had a thought here. Let's come back <laughs> around to. Oh, I know. I, I wanted to give a shout out to. You're wearing the Strong Hearts shirt. Yes, Strong Hearts Vegan Power. <laughs> so, for those of you in the Syracuse, New York area where, where I'm from, um, there's an awesome place called Strong Hearts. They have a couple locations. The main one is on Genesee, mm -hmm. like a 700 block maybe, uh, near University Ave. And then there's one on the corner of. Actually, it's in Marshall Square Mall up at yes. SU. Yeah. And um, if you want some really good vegan food, I go there often. It's amazing. And it's one of those places that a lot of non-vegans go to mm -hmm. because the food is that good. True. I can say, yeah, I've I've taken non-vegans there. And they've been <laughs> yes. impressed. Yes. my part of my ploy when I go out to lunch with people. <laughs> Try it out. You might mm -hmm. like it. That's cool. Um, you're on their team. Yes. Tell us about that team. Um, we started the team a few years ago where we just decided let's get a group of 12 vegans to do a Ragnar, which is a 12-person relay race. You mm -hmm. run about 200 miles mm -hmm. and um, kind of take turns and piggyback off each other running from point to point. That's cool. So yeah, we were really excited to get this whole vegan team together. And then as people started to see us and the word spread, we're, I won't be at the May race unfortunately, but in May we're going to have four teams, which is 48 runners, all vegan. We're going to have six drivers, all vegan. Oh, or, wow. Oh, sorry, eight drivers. So we're growing like crazy. That is so People cool. People all over the U.S. that are into running and they're into promoting ethical veganism. That is awesome. Yeah, they're doing really good stuff there. I love, I've never had a bad meal or smoothie or anything <laughs> there. My favorite. Special guest, Maisie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> She's my coach. Um, speaking of like 
I mean, they, they do some, some mock stuff there. It's all really good though, but my favorite salad there is it's greens and beets and sweet potato and nuts oh. and it's really good salad. Apples in there. Oh, cool. Yeah, I actually <laughs> haven't had that one. Yeah, it's, you gotta try that one. I'll definitely try that out. Um, well, let's segue. So I'm just curious. Sure. Um, Post-race. Any examples of what like you're eating for recovery, especially after like 50 kilometers or something like mm -hmm. that? What are you thinking about when you're doing that? Or after that, food-wise? <laughs> food <laughs> yeah, what are you thinking about food-wise after one of those races? Um, again, really my favorite recovery meal is a curry mm -hmm. because, you know, there's the anti-inflammatory. Oh, yeah. Right. The spices are anti-inflammatories. Coconut mm -hmm. milk is full of electrolytes. So it's a really good... Yeah anti-inflammatory meal filling. Um, I do I do smoothies sometimes. Mm -hmm. I like to do um, with beet juice and tart cherry juice and greens and, you know, for me awesome. it's, it's always about, you know, doing something that's anti-inflammatory that's gonna help me recover super quick. I really, I'm glad you brought that up because I actually hadn't thought about that. I just naturally, I just assume, but that's ridiculous for me to assume everyone knows about inflammation mm -hmm. but the you know inflammation i just did a presentation on this for a bunch of high school uh, students um inflammation is the root or the seed of so many different problems and diseases it's linked to some big ones out there and so that's another thing when you stay away from the processed foods you know try to eat foods that grow out of the ground that are organic they're really low on the inflammation index. I don't even know if there is any inflammation from them. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, because they don't pop up on the charts. No. So, yeah, that's really good, especially after a run like that. You you don't want to be eating inflammatory foods. And that's another reason I'm not I'm not like a strict gluten-free person, but mm -hmm. I, I kind of tend towards that direction just because, you know, a lot of gluten can be inflammatory too, so try to like Definitely. stay away from especially the processed breads you know stay away from that stuff yeah i did i also went gluten-free december of 2014 um 2012 oh, okay so it's over three years now mm -hmm. but i'll tell you that made a huge huge enormous difference in how i feel uh, it just so happens that when I eat gluten, because I've tried a few times, uh, I always get congestion. Mm -hmm. You know, I was getting sick with bronchitis a lot too. Um, for about two and a half years, I had nine wow. bouts <laughs> with bronchitis. And I haven't had it since. Now, I can't say it's all about the gluten. It could be the fact that I also cleaned up a lot of other areas mm -hmm. of my diet. But I can tell you when I do eat gluten, I pay a price. So I don't eat it hardly ever. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's on the inflammation index. That comes in pretty high. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's great information. And then you were asking about like before my race. Yeah. So I, I'll give you an example of what I ate the night before my fifty k. And then. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd love to hear that. Um, it. I, I'm usually pretty lucky that when I travel to race, there's a Whole Foods <laughs> nearby. That's, oh, that's cool. definitely my go-to when I'm traveling because they always have the you know the. The food bars and the salad bars. Mm -hmm. So I had um, a big serving of a massaged kale salad that they had prepared. Cool. With uh, beets on top of that, and then mm -hmm. they had a um, a rice and bean 
mix and mm -hmm. I bought a whole avocado and just diced that up and put that inside and that was my night before meal because I'm really big on the healthy fats too so mm -hmm. avocado is <laughs> Avocado's always in a my, great one yeah. protein fats really good gotta have the healthy fats yep right especially as a female <laughs> well yeah seriously you've got to keep we need to make sure we get the right amount of macros into our system and that they're coming from the right place the mm -hmm. optimal places that's and good, I, yeah. The morning of, I just had two bananas and a little packet of almond butter to go with it. Oh, cool. And that's all I need. <laughs> and then you went and you ran 50 kilometers. And I, you know, had some gels, some chia yeah. gels while I ran, and some more almond butter, but... What kind of gel was that? Um, Huma gel. I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, I'll have to show them to you there. Yeah, I, I, I prefer to make my own, but, you know, if I'm traveling and stuff, mm -hmm. it's not always convenient, so... Because my running is about to increase quite a lot as the weather gets better and I can hit the trails. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going to Colorado next month oh, nice. in Utah and <laughs> Oregon. Oh, wow. Um, teaching, but I also have some downtime. Going to run oh, some yeah. high altitudes <laughs> and lots of trails and hills. I'm going so to gels will be handy. New Mexico next month for the same, just to oh, go man. running some trails for a while. That is so cool. What part of New Mexico? Santa Fe. Altitude and yeah. trails and... Just relaxing. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. Yeah. So, we talked about uh, your veganism, which I think is awesome. We talked about your pre-race uh, pre ideas for that. Just overall what you're eating in general. Um, we talked about post-race. How about we talk just a little bit about your training. Okay. The actual training you do. You mentioned uh, off-camera, you're self-coached. Yes seems to be working really well because you, you're placing really well in these races. It's so impressive. What do you do? Well, <laughs> I train almost every day. Mm -hmm. um, like I had off yesterday and I took actually Sunday and Monday off just to recover. Although today I feel totally back to normal, ready to go, which is cool. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just kind of build, um, you know, I work out twice a day, every day. So it's, you know, I, I run and I bike. I'm in the gym doing strength and stability work. So it's really awesome. just kind of setting up my week to have these, you know, two-a-day workouts that feed into one another, give me enough recovery between what I'm doing. You know, I, I still do speed work on the track, even mm. for these long distances. And That's cool. Yeah. So you vary it up. And um, I'm just curious on stability, if you don't mind me sure. asking, what are you doing for stability? Um, it's everything is one leg at a time so mm -hmm. I do one leg squats with the rear leg elevated on a BOSU ball I do uh, some VMO dips cool. um, yeah just I have a little routine that I go through <laughs> oh that's good that's good a lot of people leave out stability it seems to be a big one people go right for the strength and they don't build a stable foundation first and then you know a little bit more susceptible to injury it's, that way. It's definitely my weakness, and it's the hardest for me. I love being in the gym, and I love doing strength work, mm -hmm. but it's hardest for me to fit in, especially when the weather's nice. Yeah. I just want to be outside, but if I go just two weeks without doing it, my body starts to react. And you notice it. And it's yeah. like, all right, something's going to go if I don't <laughs> get in yeah. there and take care of it. That's a large part of what I teach in my, my courses around the country. 
And I, I have to say that uh, just recently, I had taken a couple weeks and really not done that much. And I really felt it when yeah. I started a few <laughs> days ago, so six days ago. I, I just hit it hard. Oh, man. I can never let that long go again exactly. without doing these things because it's, you know, we lose it quickly, but we can doesn't take that much to maintain it mm-hmm. and I do not want to get injured no I, I've, so I just I've won't do that <laughs> I yeah. take 17 months off and it was oh. some of the hardest ones of my life so it's just yeah that would just be terrible yeah well that's 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 great information so well I want to thank you for mm-hmm. joining me it's great to meet you yes. after a couple years here communicating yeah um, so you want to talk about minimalist because I'm definitely a minimalist. <laughs> we can that talk right sense. now about okay. that. Let's talk. We're going to talk about shoes for a minute. Okay. Let's talk because yes. I teach about this. Stuff. Yes, I know. And I want to learn what you're, where you're coming from on this. I'm very much into the minimalist. Um, I definitely race in zero drop. Uh-huh. Some of my training is sometimes two millimeters, but, uh, what yeah, you, I, what I, shoes are you wearing on the races? Uh, um, Topo. I wear Topo. Are okay. you familiar with them? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. I'm running for them this year. Oh, great. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, um, I had stress fractures in my pelvis a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, up until that point, I was one of those, I can run in anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, basically whatever was given to me, I would run in it. Mm-hmm. And I was racing in race flats and absolutely loved them but did all my training in these built up mm-hmm. clunky shoes and um yeah after you know i had all that time off from my injury and just reading and researching and i was like you know i bet it would benefit me a lot to get out of these built up shoes and yeah. be more minimalist and like strengthen yes. i'm all about the chain and you know it starts at your feet <laughs> it totally does and of course i could go on for a day and a half about this because that's yeah. how long my workshops are <laughs> Um, courtesy of Dr. Emily, Dr. Emily Splickle, who uh, I have the great honor of teaching for at Evidence-Based Fitness Academy. And I'm going to leave the camera to say that when I introduce this <laughs> shoe, it's the anti-minimal. It is the oh. Reebok. But I say that because one thing I've learned is uh, when I'm on the trails, I can go really low drop. Mm-hmm. My Achilles is okay because my range of motion in the ankle and all dorsified, I have the range of motion I need and the, my gait has improved so much. However, I still weigh 200 pounds and hitting the pavement for, especially for longer distances, mm-hmm. I can't do, I can't even do like a Nike 5.0 right now or 4.0 without really feeling it after five, six miles. Mm-hmm. So for longer distance, I've got to do that. Plus I'm going to be walking in New York City a lot yeah. today and tomorrow. <laughs> I've got cushion. But what I think is really cool is um, that you recognized the built-up shoes actually are a disadvantage. You just throw everything off. And your whole perception of energy, ground reaction forces, um, that gets skewed because the shoe takes a lot of it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it just puts you in an unnatural gait. Plus, technically speaking, you're entering a large nerve environment. So, you know, your small nerves, especially the plantar fascia, uh, plantar skin, I should say, and plantar fascia, and that your plantar skin is highly dense with small small nerve. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
sensory receptors, and those babies are going to fire before the large nerves. So getting that cushion out of there is so important. And um, I feel guilty when I wear these, even though I love them in a way, um, like a walking contradiction. But the pavement, you know, we even teach this in the class. There's a time and place for some cushion. And I know where it is for me, but when I'm out on the trails, man, we're dropping it down. And it just makes for such a, well, better movement efficiency. Take in energy better, release it better. Mm -hmm. My pace improves, you know, and it's just better for us. That's I ran cool. a 50K road race earlier Are those this shoes year. Right. No, those are mine. Okay. <laughs> oh, the, these are, uh, I think these don't remember what the drop is on these, but these are a pair. This is a two millimeter. Oh, yeah. So actually, I raced in a pair similar to these this weekend, so I, they were two millimeter. But I did my 50K road race this year in zero drops. On did pavement, you really? No. So. Oh, really? Wow, yeah. good for you. And I found now that for me, casually, I can't stand to wear, you know, even what you wear to walk around. I with, know. Because my body just doesn't want that anymore. It wants to be <laughs> close to the ground as possible. You know, and that, that brings up another point, too. So this is another area that I'm working on. So we're going all into an area <laughs> I didn't expect, but because I love this so much and she understands it, this is great. I know, and this interview is about you, not me, but I'll just talk about me for no, one I minute. No, I love hearing stuff. <laughs> because <laughs> I love the Just for one minute, I'll talk about me. So basically, what I'm realizing as I learn more from Dr. Emily and uh, people who surround her is... I just need to be training more. Um, I, I think I probably need to work more on de deceleration training, eccentric training, because I think that as I reduced my activity over the winter, especially running, um, I lost some of what I had. I didn't stop by any means. I, I did more than probably most people would do. but not nearly what I was doing. So, and also stopped, I, I was really busy and I had a lot of excuses, kept my weight down, but I still, I lost some muscle. I think mm -hmm. I lost power. I lost um, the ability to load energy as well as, as, as I was last fall or last summer. And so my goal, I'm working on this with a couple of clients of mine too, is to train in a way so that I can not feel like I need those mm -hmm. on the pavement when I'm running 10 miles. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in a 12 millimeter um, for 12 miles or 10 miles or whatever. So that's my goal. <laughs> <laughs> so we, you, you know, we, uh, I think the minimalist shoes get a bad rap a lot of times, but it also comes with, uh, generally speaking, not understanding how we do load energy, mm -hmm. uh, what optimal energy loading and releasing it really is, what a good gait pattern is, what cushion does to us that we don't even know, how it can hurt us. So, and to me, it, it's kind of the same as the veganism. You know, minimalism get they, they get a bad rap. So does veganism when it comes to athletics sometimes. Yeah. So, I like to break all those standards. I'm a minimalist and I'm vegan. <laughs> it just makes life easier, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's funny, I just saw a commercial last night on TV for, I won't say the name of the company because I don't bash anyone, but I'll just <laughs> say that it was for an insert mm. and how it will reduce shock by 40%. <laughs> it's 
So, but do you 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 want to feel it though? You want you 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 need to you at least work yourself towards not away from the ability to load energy from the ground. You want to not work away from it. It's just going to make it worse down the road. But you know. And it's it's like the food industry. You know, they're they're feeding you that information. You're like, okay, mm -hmm. that's what I do. And same mm -hmm. with what you eat. We're fed from the food industry what we should be eating. And that marketing person who quit her job because she felt guilty. I'm proud of her. <laughs> nice. You know. She, she got tired of lying to people. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's really cool. So, um, Topo, nice shoes. Mm -hmm. And you have zero drop. Great. You, yeah. yeah. My yeah. race shoes are zero drop. So. Oh, that is so cool. Well, again, thank you. I mean, this actually, I'm glad we went into that, too, because I think um, I almost feel like it would be remiss if we didn't. I originally thought we'd talk nutrition, fuel, recovery, training plan, <laughs> but you know, like I tell people, the one, the one reason that I got into this, became so interested in uh, movement, movement efficiency, probably more than anything, is because quickly, after I became a trainer a few years ago, I saw that um, people had trouble moving or they'd start training programs, get injured, fall off for months and mm -hmm. months, and then start up again and get injured because they never fixed the problem because they didn't know what it was. And one thing I know is if you can't move well, you will not train well. No. <laughs> so if you don't eat well, you won't train well either. You just can't last. <laughs> and the shoes are a big part of that too. Yes. So um, awesome. Nice. This was fun. Yes, it was. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time <laughs> thank to talk to me. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I'm glad the stars and the moon aligned just right because <laughs> you are really busy and uh, we finally get to connect. Too. This is really cool. <laughs> this literally this morning, I woke up. There was a message from her. Great. One hour. I can make this. We have this one hour window. It was perfect. So um, thanks again. Thank you. So, and do you have a website? Yes. Um, it's laurajklein.com. Great. And I know that I've been on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm yes. Okay. So be sure to check. I'll have a link on the screen here. So if you're listening to the audio version of this, just go to lauraj.klein.com. Mm -hmm. And um, this was awesome. Cool. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, folks. I hope that you learned something. Remember, you want to be fueling your body with, with food that's real. Like, I call it cleaning, clean eating. Right? <laughs> Whole food, clean eating. Whole oops. food. Eat stuff that's real. It's not processed. And just stay active. Stay active. And, of course, if you have any questions, you can always contact me through the website. Too. So thanks again for tuning in. Have a great day.